Live and in color from the NBC News Radio Broadcasting Studios of KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM, located in beautiful Southern California and in parallel from the Turfs Up Radio Studio in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to the Water Zone Show this evening. Good afternoon, everybody out there. This is Rob Starr, along with a sit-in host today. Uh, he's a substitute, Mr. Brian Witcher. Brian, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Rob. And we're here in Las Vegas, and we are at the Smart Innovations uh, Expo and Conference, and we've got a bunch of people that uh, we're exhibiting and, and uh, have some interesting things to talk about, and we're going to bring them all up. Hope everybody's having a great day. Um, and don't forget, in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing the same thing at a remote at the Irrigation Association. And we'll be back on our regular schedule uh, next Thursday. Mr. Chris Davey uh, uh, didn't make the trip out here. Uh, he's got some other work that he's doing back in California. And he gives his uh, regrets and wishes for the good show, and we'll do that. And uh, Brian promised to keep up his end. I will do my best. <laughs> but he told you to break a leg, so that's what we got. But anyway, we got a call-in uh, person. Uh, she, she couldn't make it here today, but her staff was here, but she wanted to talk. And her name is Jan Gould, and she is the founder of Responsive Drip Irrigation. And Jan, welcome to the Water Zone Show. Thank you for the introduction and the opportunity to chat with everyone. Absolutely. So I know some of your staff for a long time, like uh, Jerry Butler and stuff, but uh, Dick, but um, why don't you tell our listening audience uh, what your company does? This is an irrigation system, but it also delivers not only water, it is also capable of delivering water-soluble various amendments. So we can use uh, bioorganics and soil activators, and regular fertilizers can be administered as well. The system is different than anything out there for delivery of water. Truly the most efficient irrigation system in the world. It is not based on timers or smart sensors and controllers. It was actually uh, designed to respond to chemical signals from plant roots. It's based on organic chemistry, and it actually releases water when the plants ask for it. When they give off chemicals in the ground, it gives them water. If they don't need water, it doesn't release any water. So you never overwater and you never underwater. Okay, and um, who are, I know you, you, you. Your business is targeted towards commercial, residential, or, or what? Actually, it has applications in a lot of different markets. We work with large industrial farms, um, big scale, doing um, multiple hectares or acres. It also works very well for the individual homeowner that is, you know, wanting to do a backyard garden or even irrigation of patio pots. It also works for landscape. It works under turf um, in the traditional yard. The nice thing about the system is it can work in a landscape bed as well as irrigate trees, as well as go underneath turf. You don't need to have a different hydrozone and a different watering schedule for each of the areas. It will actually respond to all the plants' needs in the different zones. Hey, Jan, just a quick question. What's the uh, expected uh, lifespan of this product? How long does it last typically in, in, a, in, a, in a landscape? The system is put subsurface, so it's underground near the roof, 
and it it's not biodegradable. So basically, you put it in, and it stays underground. So what typically happens with other drip systems, you know, the emitters get clogged, or uh, the emitters break, or the little pop-up sprayers break, or the solenoid valves will go bad. Um, with this system, there's no replacement of that. So the material can last more than 10, 15 years without losing its efficiency. The the material itself just doesn't break down. Very interesting. I, I, that's, it, so it should last um, almost as long as a plant uh, typically would last. So that's, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So if you've got trees in your yard or um, landscape or turf, you just shouldn't need to replace or do anything with the system. You know, I, I, I haven't seen it in as long as 25 years yet. Um, and I may not be here when 25 years comes around. But the idea is that it's something that you set and forget. So it should last a homeowner or it should last a farmer for many years. And really that's what we're promoting is regenerative farming practices. They were actually improving soil health. And what we've seen with this system is plants or any landscape or yard or trees, they're never stressed because they're always getting what they need. And consequently, you're able to get what we've seen is as much as a 50% water reduction or water saving. And we'll see yields, higher yields in the farming uh, community, 20% and sometimes even double. So we are really getting um, phenomenal yield results. So what a farmer puts in is reducing his fertilizer, reducing his water, reducing his labor for weeds or for tilling. And then he ends up getting more revenue when he takes his truck to market. So is that, is that your biggest market in the ag world? Um, it has been in the ag world, but with the problems that the Western United States is, is facing, you know, with, with water concerns and also even, you know, with what's happening in cities, um, many of the water agencies are recommending, you know, removal of turf or replacing it with hardscape and zero-scape plants. And that's, that's an okay solution for some of the area, but we don't want to remove so much vegetation and so much turf or trees because these plants are essential, especially in urban areas, you know, to provide cooling, to give off the evapotranspiration, to give off oxygen. They're actually great carbon stores so the more that we remove, the more that we compound the problem with increasing temperatures in cities. And also when it finally does rain, you've got no plants to collect the water. <laughs> so, um, we need to find a good balance. And I think the system right. offers. Okay. How can people get a hold of your company? Um, they can check us out on the website. Um, responsive, www.responsivedrips.com. And also, okay. we're at the show today, but they can reach out to uh, Bryce Using. He's our uh, client relations person in the U.S. market. Um, I can provide you with his phone number and his email so anyone can reach out to him. And they can also call me anytime. I'm always available. Okay, great. Well, we appreciate you coming on for a few minutes and just give us a little a blurb about what you guys do and hope our listeners take advantage and give you guys a call. Okay. Do you need a phone number? Okay. 
Um, Bryce's phone number is area code 561-459-0710. Okay, great. Appreciate that. Well, you have a great week. Uh, sorry you couldn't make this. Sorry you couldn't make your trip, but uh, um, you're, you guys are doing a good job here. Much appreciated. Thanks for the opportunity to chat. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. All right, uh, next we have uh, Chris Loomis, and she's from the uh, Sonoma County Water Agency, and she does stuff with what's called Quell, which she'll explain real in, in detail. Okay. So how are you? Doing great, thank you. So going good for you? Going great. We've had a lot of people coming by and checking it out. Why don't you tell our audience what you do and what your agency is all about and your corporate Okay, so Sonoma County Water Agency, or Sonoma Water, is a wholesale water supplier that supplies water for 600,000 residences in the Sonoma and Marin County area of Northern California. And we are also part of the Sonoma Marin Saving Water Partnership, which is a group of 13 different utilities that bring all of our great ideas together and um, bring our marketing programs together so that we can spread the word and our program widely. One of the programs that we developed is called QUELL. It's a qualified water efficient landscaper program. And the qualified water efficient landscaper program is a training that presents an affordable, proactive, local approach to reducing landscape water demand. It's fine-tuned in each area that it's developed in so that it's specific to the watershed and the area that that you're doing your services in. So Quell provides the graduates with the knowledge of water efficient and sustainable landscape practices, including water management and preservation of other valuable resources. The Quell program is WaterSense recognized as a certification program for performing irrigation audits. And we were just today awarded our seventh Sustained Excellence Award for our auditing program. We have a lot of award winners here in this room today, so congratulations. Thank you. We are very excited about it. Um, we love WaterSense and love being a partner with them. So we're glad that they still see the value in the work that we're doing. Excellent, excellent. So can, can I ask, who's this uh, this call program? Who's this training for? Is it for residents? Is it for uh, uh, end users? Is it for water managers, contractors? Um, who, who is it kind of geared towards? So the Quell program was developed with landscape professionals in mind, people that already have familiarity with landscapes but might need a little bit of help dialing it down in certain areas. Some of the topics or the topics that we cover is where our water comes from. The first chapter is based off of the locality of where the training's happening and it's about the watershed and where the water comes from for that particular location. And that one is fine-tuned in whatever area it's in. Since we're in seven western states and also in British Columbia, we have different watershed needs. We have different plant factors. We have all kinds of different circumstances. So the first chapter is fine-tuned for those specific areas. And then the rest of the chapters kind of follow the same program where we go into sustainable landscaping practices. We talk about soils, um, landscape water in the form of uh, water budgeting. And then we talk about irrigation maintenance and troubleshooting, irrigation system auditing, like I mentioned, where WaterSense recognized for our auditing program. We 
go over irrigation scheduling, irrigation controllers, and then in our final chapter, we take everything that we've learned from the previous nine sessions and we put it into um, like one worksheet where we kind of go through an entire program. And part of our program also in our uh, lesson seven is irrigation system auditing where we perform an irrigation audit on spray systems or rotor systems and actually go through um, all the way through the irrigation audit to determine the efficiency on it and then um, other um, microclimate factors that are there, soil conditions, slopes, things like that, so we can come up with a really efficient irrigation schedule. You teach you about that the yards are not perfectly geographically correct and you got to fill in all the little pieces and make sure that they get full coverage. That's true. There's no such thing as the perfect rectangle out there. Yeah. Even if there was, there's not a perfect irrigation product that yeah. every blade of grass gets hit with the same number of drops. Especially like in California, you have to put spray bodies 12 to 18 inches away from the hardscape. So you, you, what do you do? Behind it, turns turns, turns uh, around. That's that true. Way. In California, we do have some nuances like that, and we've learned a lot. So we do have an ordinance, the Model Water Efficient Landscape Ordinance in California that requires 24-inch setbacks and hardscapes. So people have had to get creative if you want turf. Um, if you want turf, you have to really be specific on how you do it. So either people have to use subsurface irrigation for the first 24 inches, or they have to plant something else in that first 24 inches and then plant turf. But we're hoping that people will come to this program and realize that there are some beautiful landscapes out there that aren't just turf. There are plenty of really great um, turf alternatives that have come out, which has been kind of the consequence of the drought. You know, it's been kind of um, bittersweet, right? It's when, when we really have that time of need, um, different things surface that are better than they used to be. So I hate to say we're, we're grateful for the drought. We definitely are, but we are grateful for the education. Yeah, you do a great job. How do, how do they get a hold of your organization? So our web address is quell.net, and if you go there, you can yeah, learn. Okay. Excuse me, it's QW. Yes, yeah, thank you. It's QWEL, just like Qualified Water Fish and Landscapers, so quell.net. And um, check out the website, but a couple of places, if you go to the About Quell, there's a way of getting a hold of us there to contact us. And if you are interested in looking at some trainings that we have coming up, there's a training calendar, and you can see if there's something in your area. And if there isn't, then reach out to us. We would love to grow this program beyond the seven western states that we're in, in British Columbia. We're, we're, ready, to, we're ready to head east. Good. I have some other businesses I probably want to talk to you about, about some other opportunities, and I'll give you a call separately offline to talk about that. But we appreciate you taking the time and just giving us a snapshot, and, and uh, we'll call you back to do a full segment next time, and then you'll have a half an hour to go through a whole bunch of stuff with us. So Wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity. It. Thank you. You travel safe. All right. Uh, we have a, a gentleman, another, another winner, <laughs> uh, Trey Cutler. He's with the uh, uh, Niagara. Corporation, so come on down. He is the regional sales manager. So he knows knows how to sell products. <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. Now really you're, you're I know you have the toilets and things. So, yes. So if, if your sales, you don't want to flush down the toilet. You want to. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to flush down the toilet. No. So tell us a little about what you got. And sure. So you know Niagara's actually been in business for almost close to 50 years now. It's a uh, family-owned and operated uh, 
company still. So my father actually started the company out of New Jersey, out of his garage. Where is your Somerset County? Oh, I lived in it and uh, just went blank. <laughs> Senior moment, English question. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it started out of my father's garage, and really, we uh, he wanted to create products that would not only help the environment, but would also have a financial benefit and user. So we really started out selling shower heads, false aerators. He would sell those outside of strip malls, grocery stores, and eventually he met somebody from the gas company. And they were looking at incorporating these items for their customers. And that's when the light bulb went off and said, well, let's go after the utility market. So we packaged together all these types of conservation kits and sell them into the utility market. And eventually we were looking at what other products could we incorporate that would help save water. And that's when we started manufacturing toilets. So we've come a long way, and toilet technology has come a long way. But our claim to fame is that we manufacture the most water-efficient toilets available on the market. But we didn't just cut the water consumption back and expect it to work. We've re-engineered the internal workings, unlike any other toilet available on the market. So we use a patented vacuum assist technology that gives us the ability to flush at volumes as low as 0.8 gallons per flush. So the industry standard for high-efficiency toilets is 1.28 gallons per flush. For more inefficient fixtures, they range from 1.6 all the way up to 5 gallons. And, you know, a misconception that a lot of people have is the fact that higher flush volume toilets perform better than high efficiency toilets. Well, toilet technology has come a long way, and we've, we've actually been able to increase the flushing performance uh, compared to, you know, the 3.5 gallons of flush toilets that, you're using, that people are using today. So, really, it's a product that you don't have to change behavior. So you really see those savings. So, you know, if you package together shower heads, faucet aerators, and toilets, let's say for an apartment complex, you can cut your indoor water consumption between 30% to 60%, depending wow. on what type of fixtures you have currently. So the savings is really significant. And again, you really don't have to change behavior. Water agencies and utilities doing, doing well for you? Oh, yeah. yeah the, the water utilities absolutely love our product. We've actually had this technology out for about 12 years now. Uh, we have 2.5 million of them installed primarily in multifamily applications. And, um, you know, there's tons of rebate incentives offered by the municipalities, which really helps drive our business. And uh, it's proven, you know, like I said, 2.5 million of them installed. Uh, and we have an industry-leading 15-year warranty on all of our internal components. That's excellent. So one of the things that you just said, where you don't have to change your behavior to conserve. Being on the uh, primarily on the outside of the house, the landscape side of the house, we're always trying to balance how do we conserve water. Um, the easiest option is through not having to change that behavior. Uh, but we, we, we run into that constantly, whether we have to um, uh, change times on the controller or change nozzles, there's always some type of behavioral change we have to make. So. So uh, when you come up with a product that you don't have to change behavior uh, to, to conserve, I think is, uh, it's an easy adoption and it's quick and uh, it, it'll be accepted uh, you know, by the masses. So I applaud that effort. I think it's, that's fantastic. Yeah. How can they get a hold of you in your catalog? Sure. So uh, our website, we just launched a new website, and it's pro.niagaracorp.com. So N-I-A-G-A-R-A corp.com. And, uh, yeah, we have all of our products listed there. You can download spec sheets. Um, and there's case studies, and there's even a little, uh, a little video that really showcases our technology. So 
definitely encourage you to uh, take a look at that and just learn a little bit more about what Niagara is all about. Well, we're going to call you to come back and talk for about 30 minutes and talk about the techie. Oh, techie I like that kind of site. I'm, I'm an engineer, so I like, I'm not a mechanical electronic, but I love any kind of that. So we'll, we'll do that. I appreciate you coming. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, appreciate thank it. Thank you. Oh, I forgot to tell those people, once you grab a, a choice of a bag or the, the drink thing, you open up before you leave, it's like the bank, you blow the purple stuff all over you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Won't do that. All right, we have a, uh, another company that uh, is represented here, and it is called Hayes Automation, and we have the president, Ms. Quincy Hayes, on down. And the camera's rolling, it's right now, that's the second, it's over there. So tell us about uh, your company and what you do. Hi there, my name is Quincy Hayes with Hayes Automation, and we are an industrial sales company based out of Los Angeles, California. We specialize in providing safety instrumentation and water quality analyzers to the municipal and wastewater market. Interesting. Yeah. What, what does your product actually do? A little bit more description for our audience so they, they understand what that is. Sure. So it's we, not everybody's in the water business. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we've um, we've got about 15 years of experience for um, women owned and operated, and we basically provide uh, safety instrumentation such as gas detection, personal monitors for confined space entry, um, water quality sensors, and things like that. How'd you get started? Well, I start I started by working in a company um, in Texas in Houston, Texas for about four or five years, decided to relocate back to my hometown, San Diego, and was encouraged by some of the manufacturers that had provided, you know, many years of training and things like that working with me. And um, they said, well, what are you going to do when you get there? And I said, well, I'll probably get another industrial sales job. And they said, well, what if you start your own company and you can continue to support us? And long story short, about seven years ago, I decided to do it and I'm still I'm still scared. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all women. Yes, we That's are. That's great. Yeah, some of our top customers are Chevron Refinery, SpaceX, Metropolitan Water District of Southern California, Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. And what we do for them is we, we provide specialty sensors that basically help with the safety of our drinking water that monitors the water before it goes into the ocean to make sure it's safe for the marine life and um, that keeps our workers safe while they're performing their daily jobs in municipalities. Excellent. One of our uh, next coming uh, sponsor of the show, we have several, uh, it's going to be ConocoPhillips. Oh, yes. That would be a good thing. I'll pass through your, your information. To I appreciate that. They're a big company. I do appreciate that. Anything else? How can people find you? Well, we have a website. It's www.hayesautomation.com. That's H-A-Y-E-S, automation.com. And another advantage to working with us is we meet all the supplier diversity uh, boxes. So small business, women-owned, disabled, veteran-owned. So a lot of municipals um, in the water need to meet those boxes. And That's that. awesome. I, I've got to be scary starting it. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. You do well. Um, again, we'll, like everybody here, we'll call you back and get more into the, what you do and, and get, you know, get an understanding uh, of uh, more of the technical stuff. And, and uh, I think that would be great. Any, any questions? No, I... I, I uh, Applaud your efforts and thinking about the safety of, of workers and also the environment as well. You know, collaborating with them, I think it's, it's uh, fantastic. So, congratulations to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Take your gift, whichever you'd like to select. Thank you. All right, that was great. Um,
We have a gentleman here from Gunnerman, and it's going up. And he is the business development director of Gunnerman, and they do some pretty neat stuff with technology. And they do intelligent water loss management stuff. So, but I understand that. He understands it, but tell our audience. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm very delighted to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. Uh, so my name is Holger Brunk, this is the Development Director for Gudermann, by the way, not Gudermann. Gudermann, it's more Gudermann, right? So, and, uh, yeah, well, is, it, is this going to be, I know a little German, is this going to be a stump dish? Yes. So well, the company Gudermann is, is, an, is an older company, really, like, they're almost 70 years old. It's the financial headquarter is in Switzerland, which is, in our days, not too bad. No. And the, the R&D and Manufacturing is handled all in Germany. So everything is uh, according to German and ISO standards anyway. Um, so the company Gudemann has a cutting edge technology to find really water leaks in pipelines and pressurized water pipes. You're finding leaks between, let's say, within a thousand feet. Um, you know, if you have two access points, they're listening to vibration and we create vibration pipes. We catch those vibrations and we can, uh, within an inch to a foot range, determine that the leak is really located at. So this is a, a pretty good technology. Uh, we're working with MBIoT and have a highly time-synchronized uh, system in place that is unique worldwide. It's actually the most accurate in the world right now. We use acoustic sound files and uh, determine the So, um, what's the distance that can handle? It can handle different distances based on the product and based on the pressure in those pipes, uh, from small diameter pipes up to very large transmission mains. Um, Distance is usually up to a thousand feet for this one specific product. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called the Soundscan NBIOT. Uh, other products we offer can handle up to two thousand or three thousand feet distance. Right. So is this something that a, 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 a municipality would use to, to find leaks on the main line, or a contractor would use on a smaller scale, or everybody? Absolutely, absolutely. Everybody can really use it, but it's mostly designed really for municipalities. If everything is IPC state fully waterproof, we always give a two-year warranty because we're confident our products really work. Usually, one-year warranty in electronic parts and stuff is standard. Right. So we exceed that already here. You know, it's great stuff. Usually, stainless steel is well-built. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just good stuff. So it's something you would install and, and leave it? It's not... Uh, Either way. Okay. You can choose. You can do it in real time right there. Or you leave it overnight or permanently deployed in certain areas. Uh, where you know there are trouble areas and survey pipes, like on a daily basis. So it's like a survey tool, 365 days. Not just somebody comes and checks on, on the leakage. It's done every day. That's fan. I mean, this is this is this is great from a, a water conservation standpoint because uh, in the in the industry we're in, in the landscape and irrigation industry, uh, it's one thing to detect the leak. But we got to find it once we determine that there is a leak, and, and sometimes that that's the challenge yeah. is finding out where the leak is, so we can perform the, the repairs necessary. Okay. And uh, I, I I've been on projects where you can see you, you know there's a leak, you start digging a hole, but that leak is 30, 40, 50, 100 feet away because the way water travels. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So that's one of the, the big things, too. Since we have a lot of GIS systems out there right now, all this can be integrated into our platform. So it uses those pipe parameters we already know, or the pipe lengths that have been located out in the field, and integrate and automatic correlate and really come back to the footage. We are in a company called Hammerhead. 
Now, they, they're the ones that coat the inside of a pipe that's broken, and then they have a blue light, they call it blue light technology, and so it cures epoxy, so it fixes to you. If to, you don't have to dig up a mile worth of pipe to do that, but having that equipment is important to that too. Absolutely. You can really uh, uh, really zero in on where we need to make the repairs and, and, and take care of it, absolutely. That's fantastic, yeah. So do you sell through distribution, or is it direct, or both? Oh, okay. Yes. We, we have distributors, they're all great, yeah. but many they want to carry. So many other good product lines, so they cannot focus and spend the time that is required sometimes. Really, very good end customers. We understand that. <laughs> all of us go through the same thing. So how do they get a hold of your company? Where can they go to the website? Uh, yes, company website is uh, www.gutermann-water.com. And in the Switzerland facility, they speak German or French? They mix it all up. It has their own language, too. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that when I was there. <laughs> they can give you a very hard time. Yes, for sure. yes. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for coming on. We're, again, like everybody else, we want to tie you back into a full segment so we can get more involved with your technology and let our listeners get more involved with all of that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. You have thank a you. Take, thank you. Take, a, take a package. Is what you like? All right. Um, next, we have uh, Megan Jenkins. She's the founder and CMO of a company called Yapify. Am I saying that right? You got it. I, I know I asked you before, but I didn't want to <laughs> screw it up. <laughs> no, you know that it's Yapify, but to be honest, if someone calls us Yo Piffy, we'll respond to that, too. <laughs> uh, I, I thought as long as the check is good, you respond Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's so I, I got to figure, and what you do, you're a pretty smart lady. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So why don't you tell, I know what you do, but why don't you tell our audience what you do? Yeah. At, at the very core, we're a community engagement platform. So we allow utilities, cities to directly communi communicate with residents through text, email, phone call, postcard, printed letter. Um, but we just do it in a very simple way. So conservation-related, we actually pull in water use data. We're connected to their billing system to pull in the contact data. We have the locations geocoded. Um, or if they have a GIS, we, we have those pinpointed on our maps. You can send out just the right message to the right people at the right time. Um, one thing that often surprises people when they look at the water use for their, for their service area is typically about 25% of residents are using 70% of the water. So when we have these conservation programs and we're taking kind of a more spray and pray approach where we're putting a program out there and hoping someone that will, res will respond, um, sometimes what we see is these really low water users, the ones who care about water conservation already, are the ones participating in our programs. When really the people we need to reach are those high water users, that, that top 25%. So at Yapify, we'll work with agencies to kind of pinpoint the correct audience for them to be directing conservation initiatives to, and then we help them reach those people. Are you, are you nationwide, or, or who are you working with now? Is it the yeah. You know, we're, we're a software program, so we, we can work with anyone anywhere in the nation. We're, we're founded out of Utah, so a lot of our projects right now are in Utah. Uh, we've been participating a lot with uh, there's a transparent water billing grant program in Utah. So it's all about increasing water use awareness, and we've got quite a few agencies that we're working with on pilot studies to what types of messaging is most effective and uh, how can we drive conservation through, through this type of so, so your business is easily scalable. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 
to reach as many people as you need. Yeah, and that's one thing that's been so fun about this conference is meeting people from all around the country who care about water conservation and want to try some cool new things. I think you have a good thing going, and I was very impressed when I walked by. I talked to, there was another gentleman there when I came by the other day, and that's uh, why I stopped by and said, hey, I want you to come on the show. This well, thank you. How can... Uh, I'll ask say that for the next next show that we do with you. How did you get started in this, and what made you do that? Your background and all of that, because that's interesting to me. Yeah. So, um, how do people find out about you? Where can they get some uh, information? Yeah, come and find us at yapify.com. You can schedule a free demo or a free communication consultation with us, and then you could also reach us at three eight five two hundred yop y o p p. Can you spell the name of your company for our listeners? Yeah, y o p p i s y. Who came up with that name? You know, that's probably one for a longer conversation. <laughs> it's, a, it's a story, but it's a good one. So. Okay, we'll say that. We'll say that to the next yeah. We'll call you next week. We'll start because I'm really interested in the background of that and where, how you came to be and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. you Thank you. Please accept one of our guests. All right. Uh, moving along, we, we cut our commercials for today so we can go into having everybody on the show. Um, let me look here. Uh, let's bring Stephanie Dyer, is it? Dewar, Dewar, sorry. Couldn't read that. Couldn't read that on my glasses. I can't see. I'm I, and I wasn't wearing my I'm glasses. old. I wasn't wearing my glasses when I wrote it either. Oh. So we're even. <laughs> my, my brain says I'm 29. My body says my brain's a liar. So, <laughs> I'm not. So you're at the Salt Lake City Department of Public Utilities. Correct. Okay, and you're the water conservation manager? Indeed. All right. Tell us a little about what you work on. I know you have some programs that are pretty decent and exciting. Well, we have a lot of programs, but I think the one that you and I spoke about earlier was um, kind of a unique program. In fact, it may be the first one of its kind in the country. Um, I'm as the water conservation manager for Salt Lake City Public Utility Area. So our service area is about um, 360,000 people. Uh, through we serve them through 90,000 connections um, in Salt Lake City, Holiday. Codwood Heights and Mill Creek, and then little bits of Murray, South Salt Lake. So this is all in Utah. Um, and we do a lot of uh, data collection and analysis. We do monthly um, billing with meters and some of our smart meters. So we have a lot of information, but so we know a lot about our customers. So one of the things we know from doing both the data analysis and programs like water checks is that we know people have a lot of lawns. And we know how much they watered as an average. And they don't save the snow? Um, well, we do. We <laughs> I, I know. They're drinking water, right. as a matter of fact. Right. And so um, when we look at how much we, people are watering, it's about between 30 and 36 inches of water a season. And what we know from doing our analysis of our water supply and forecasting, including climate change and growth and all this stuff, is that we need people to use more like 20 to 24 inches of water a season. Now, there's a lot of programs like local scapes and flip your strip and things that help people transform their landscape. But I also know I have a lot of customers who want lawn. And I also know lawn isn't necessarily the bad thing that it's made out to be, even in Utah. Um, grass is pretty ubiquitous around the globe. And if you do a little bit of homework, you can find grasses that will grow anywhere. So it occurred to me that one is we could find a smarter grass. Um, and then the other part of it is, is how do I get that grass into people's hands? How do I get them to change their lawn? So um, I reached out to Utah State University and a professor there who knows a lot about turf, Dr. Kelly Cope, and she helped me put together a list of, of grass types that would do better in our area. I called around a bunch of retailers, 
couldn't find anyone who was selling those grass types. And so I called Kelly back. It's like, what do I do? Where do I find this? Um, and she had me reach out to a group called the Turfgrass Water Conservation Alliance. And they're a consortium of uh, academics, uh, seed producers, and sod producers who are working to find uh, grasses, identify grasses that, you know, meet all the, check all the boxes for people. They're attractive, they're soft, they grow well in different areas, but most importantly, they use at least 30% less water than the standard lawn. And there are, all these grasses are trialed over a two-year period. They take a zillion photos, take all this data, and then an independent board assesses the data, looks at the photos in the grass, and passes it or doesn't. And grasses that pass get certified as TWA, uh, TWCA certified so that we know they use less water. So TWCA hooked me up with um, a seed producer who helped me put together the grass blend that Kelly had identified for us, or a comparable blend. Um, they helped us package it, um, so it's bagged, tagged, um, on the pallet, and it's there, and um, it's pretty exciting. So, because it, earlier I heard someone mention something about it, the easiest way to change, save water sometimes is when someone doesn't have to change their behavior, but sometimes we also have to prompt them. The word conserve yeah. gets people. They think, yeah. They think the government's here to help you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I try, we try to use it in our world on irrigation now. How do you use water more efficiently? Right. And make it sound nicer than, yeah. oh, we're going to conserve it. If you don't do this, you're going to get, you know, we're sending the grass police to your well, house. We don't, see, we don't have grass police. We, no. we don't have that. But I do need people to use less water in the landscape. But turf isn't the bad thing. So what I wanted to do, and also I don't necessarily want them to replace their lawn with rock or artificial turf. You know, we have other concerns, heat island effects, pollinator health, um, soil health, stormwater runoff, carbon sequestration. Um, yes, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, and then heat island effects, so all these things. So what can I help them do that helps them make a better choice but still meets our goal as a utility? Um, so we're helping them drop a bad habit and take on a new habit. Because really, if they just watered their existing lawn less, they could still use less water because yeah. they overwater. But sometimes people don't believe you when you tell them all they have to do is change their behavior. But say, hey, grow this grass and you can use less. Um, we've been really successful. Our first pilot was 2,000 pounds and we sold out in less than 24 hours. The second round of seed, we had 5,000 pounds and we sold out in about 30 hours. Um, in this spring, we sold about a 11,000 pounds of seed um, in literally a day. Uh, so we're looking forward to And now other cities are doing this program. Um, it's, it's weird because people were thinking, well, you either have lawn or you don't have lawn if you, have to, if you want to save water. But all we need is a smarter lawn, better irrigate, you know, maybe, you know, better irrigation design, pressure regulation. There's a slew of things. There's a, a palette of things. But if we start with a smarter lawn, it's not a bad place to start. Yeah, absolutely um, not. It's now being adopted in a couple of other states. There's even a uh, community I was just, I was just asking other you about states. The model for everybody else. So. Um, and other, uh, even a community in Canada is adopting it. Now, they may not use the same grass we do, but the model is the same. Find, you know, work with your local universities, turf producers, identify smarter grass, get it, you know, TWCA and other agencies like that are great to help you identify testing, and then um, get it in your community. Excellent. Really Excellent. exciting. How can our listeners who are also utility people get a hold of you and get some more information from you? Well, 
Well, they're um, welcome to email or call. My email address is stephanie.dewar at slcgov.com. Um, they can call 801-483-6860. That's my work number. You can also go to our website, which is kind of long. I apologize. It's, it's, but it's a city. You know how, yeah. you know how they roll. slc.gov forward slash utilities, that's plural, forward slash conservation, and they'll find all about it. We call this Salt Lake City. It's SLC Turf Trade, and our, 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 our tagline is trade up, stay green, or trade up, dry out, stay green. So, our show, our yeah. radio show always does, uh, if you like green, you got to have blue. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. So. Indeed. So we thank you, and then again, we're good, like everybody so else, much. we want to, this was just an initial thing for our listeners kind of what their appetite on this, yeah. but we're going to call you back because we want to do a segment, a full segment with all this stuff and get some more in-depth knowledge, like how did you get into this industry, why uh-huh. did you, and things, things like that. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for inviting me. We really appreciate it. And there's, thank another, you. there's another turf company called Pearls Premium. Uh-huh. Look them up. They I know. Specialty dress that will do with they, I've seen them here at the, the yes. um, WaterSmart Innovation. Yeah. So really good. I'm on their mailing list. Good. Cool. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Thank you. All right, next we got William Penn, and he is the Director of Education, California, Nevada, AWWA, which I am a member of, and I met him many years ago. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thanks. And uh, so I just mentioned what you do, but what's some of the things that you put together and how how you guys proceed in the AWWA? Um, Well, right now we're putting together a lot of webinars to try to... um, Allow a uh, more than one way for operators to access some training. Um, we're still doing our in-person training. Our webinars have uh, been pretty, uh, pretty popular. And how many people do you train a year? Uh, on average, we train about say three thousand, three thousand people a year. I know once we were going to have it, our, our use our facility to come yeah. and do that, but that, I guess it got canceled for some reason, not because of us or you, I guess yeah. the timing schedule or whatever. Yeah, we train about 3,000 people a year. We try to do about maybe 150 uh, webinars and in-person classes a year. That's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And that's, a, that's a lot of outreach and a lot of content you need. Yeah. And yeah. that's just for the, uh, the your, your, your division of it. Yeah. yeah. How many members does uh, your site have? Um, right now, we have about 10,000 members. Wow. Which is a lot. We are actually are uh, we're second to Texas. Um, we have the most members um, in AWA. Actually, the second most members in AWA. I was going to wear my shirt today, but I had to get an award, so I had to wear a better. I had to represent Toro versus, <laughs> versus the AWWA. But uh, you guys do a lot of good, good training and things. Uh, you, you do videos and all kinds of things to that. Yeah. What, what do you think is the most important class that you guys put on? What's the most important thing if you had a great that the people need to know if they're because they get certified and stuff right. through you? Um, I would say uh, right now one of our most popular classes is um, our advanced water treatment class. Um, there's some new um, certifications coming out for advanced water treatment, and we're really trying to uh, get some exposure for that course so that um, when those new regulations come out, um, agencies have enough staff that are certified um, within that topic to be able to do a job. Do you think the industry, your industry, our industry, is seeing a, what I call a gray wave where people are starting to retire? 
and, and move on, and then you get a bunch of new people. Is it hard getting more people into that industry, like water treatment? I mean, they, they, the jobs pay very well, but a lot of people don't know about it, or they think water is eh, but but it's really a good industry to be in. It is, and it's not hard to get people into the industry. The challenge is, is informing them about the industry. They're trying to get in front of the, the young folks, get in front of the high schools and the colleges, to let them know what opportunities are available to them in the water industry. Because many of them don't know. And many of them just think, I can have to work at a water agency and be an operator, but there's really more opportunities to oh, in the water industry. I'm, I'm from the era where, I, well, I went to boarding school, so I remember this account, what I was going to say, but... It, you know, my kids went to high school where they had trade information, where they could learn different things, being mechanics, being electronics, you know. And, 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 they, and, they, and they started taking that away from the schools, and I don't know why. Not everybody's cut out to go to college. And even, you know, if you're a water treatment operator or things like that, even, even my, my oldest son at one point, I said, why don't you go learn about backflow valves? You can, you got to be calibrated and maintained and certified, you know. No, I don't want to do that. But it's a great paying job. I mean, they can make tons of money on this stuff. But, you know, I guess they don't understand the full thing. And, and, and people who get in that industry stay there for a long time. They do. They do. You know, you don't find people just go for a month or, or two years and they leave. Like I said, it's a very good paying job. It, it, it is very good. And um, actually, we're, we're trying to get in front of the high school students to educate them on what are the steps um, to become an entry-level operator. Um, and we, we think that we're getting through to some of them. There are some um, organizations that are coming up, such as IE Works, that are working with high, high school students and trying to inform them on the education and training that they can get to become an operator. We, I did a project a couple of years ago at the Bureau of Indian Affairs in Riverside, and we got them a grant, and they were teaching stuff from the Irrigation Association. We bought all the programs so they could be conserved. So to imagine a, a kid in high school taking three years of learning about this stuff, you can walk out the door being a, a certified uh, auditor and things like that, make forty to $60,000 a year. I mean, maybe they weren't cut out for college, but right. this is a good way. I wish they'd do more for that. Well, I love the AWWA. As I said, I'm a member. I think it's a great organization. A lot of technical information, a lot of, a lot of training, a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of literature that you guys sell. Yes. Stuff. What's the best way to find out and, and, and you're all over the country, but where's the main one where they can go find well, out? Well, you can go to uh, ca-nv-awwa.org. Um, that's our website. You can find about um, all our educational offerings that we offer. We have a schedule um, for the whole year. You're able to register there. You can also find out how you can join any of our um, committees that we have and learn how to support our organization. Excellent. Well, I miss seeing you all the time since I moved out to Arizona way versus California, but I'm still a member and I still participate. So, well, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yep, thanks for having me. Go. Last but not least, Frank. Hey. <laughs> Did we save the best? No, he was good. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Have a good one. We have Miss Sarah Musiker. Yeah. And uh, she's from a company called Flume, which I'm familiar with a lot. But maybe our audience is not. Why don't you tell them what, what, what you do there and what's, uh, what's your product? I'd be happy to do so. So um, really at the root of what we do is we produce a um, water monitor that straps onto a standard water meter and measures water use every five seconds and reports to the cloud every 30 seconds. Now, of course, that's what we do at our heart. The benefits from that can be 
So it's a water meter, um, or a, a, it's a sensor. A, it's not a meter. So it's a water. Okay, <laughs> it's a water sensor, uh, and reports to the cloud. And, and so, who would use this information? Is it uh, water agencies, homeowners, contractors? Who would use that? All of the above. You know, uh, I would say our bread and butter, and the way we got started, we were actually founded by two engineers who are living in California. I don't know if you've heard, but we tend to have droughts in California. Um, I've heard and they were, of that. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, and so they were getting messages from their utility saying, "Save water, save water, save water." And they said, "How? I don't. I get a bill every two months. What's the best way for me at home to save water?" And so they asked a very simple question, which of course proves that they were not from the water industry because it's actually a much broader question than that. It was said, well, what if we could monitor water use indoors and out? Well, we could separate out water use um, by appliance and fixture. And that was what the task they basically <laughs> set out to tackle. Um, and so what we do is we do provide this water use information to customers. There's a smart app that they can download and use in real time. It provides them with information. Hey, you use this much information on your shower and your toilet or your sprinkler system is running actually two times in the middle of the night. Did you know that? You should probably fix that. But then we also work with utilities across the country because, of course, depending on their needs or interests, this data is just vital to them. You know, beyond the conservation elements, too, there's leaks that happen, huge water bills, sometimes property damage, which is a huge challenge. And we work with actually home insurance companies because they want to make sure their customers that stuff that doesn't cause you know massive damage to their home. Um, and then there's also kind of the customer satisfaction element for utilities as well. Um, Ten percent of their customers probably are causing ninety percent of the calls coming in because of some issue. If you provide them with that real-time information via cell phone. They can help tackle it by themselves, and they don't even need to call in, which is... So you do both residential, commercial, and... We actually only do residential. Okay. That's kind of our bread and butter. And so really there's incredible you know, value in providing this for commercial, and there's some great companies that do that. But we really focus on the residential market. What I like is, is the fact that it's in real time. Yeah. So as, as a homeowner, I get my water bill, and it's always uh, 30 days prior to what happened. So if there's a leak or a break or something, yeah, you don't know about it until it's too late. So uh, uploading this information, giving it to you in real time, I think is, is a huge uh, value and it could be a huge benefit to the homeowners and, and anybody that uses the product. Well, it's like getting gasoline for your car. You stay there, you're pumping, you can see exactly what's what. Right. And when you get your bills at home, it's like, like you said, it's a month old and, gee, I didn't know we had this problem before. Things of that sort. Yeah. And, and the world of water is complicated and messy sometimes, and um, by that I mean utilities have different challenges based off of their community, so we also help to provide them with data to tackle whatever challenge they're facing, you know, um, and we've done, they've been able to do that, AMI or not AMI. Um, they've never looked at data before, you know, because they haven't had the capacity to, or they're data experts and they look at it all the time. So obviously there's a price for the product. Do you have more than one type of product? No, it's just this one. Very simple. I, I say this one. I'm holding it right here. You all can't see it. <laughs> we can. There's a uh, subscription, a monthly fee? or Great question. No, no subscription, no monthly fee. Um, basically, you purchase this either on Amazon or our website, swimwater.com. It retails for $249, although we do have Prime Day deals coming up, so keep an eye out for that. The other thing I was going to say, though, is we work with many utilities across the country because they want to rebate these devices for their customers. So if you live in Los Angeles, you can actually access this device for just $25. Um, so you can go to our website, and actually there's a way for you to check out based off of your utility if they're rebating it, and um, different utilities rebate based off of different amounts. So we have programs across the nation. 
make it as easy as possible for customers to access. Good stuff about your company, and, and uh, when I saw well, you here, I wanted you to have it. Maybe next time we can, uh, again, like I said, everybody else, we want to have you on again. And then we're just kind of letting the whistle of everybody here yeah. to see what's what. And, but I'd sure like to talk more about this and you know, if I get terms, if that's good. And what do you do at the company? Uh, my title probably changes day to day, uh, but I'm director of water and you know, in government affairs, which can mean anything and everything. I do um, a lot of work with our utility partners, again, um, tackling various challenges they're facing. California might look really different from so Georgia. We are, we are based in San Francisco. We have folks all over the country, um, Colorado, Hawaii, Alaska, um, Michigan. We've got people in every place. I'm in Sacramento personally, but, um, and we do a lot of policy work. There's a lot of policy implications, obviously, water data, water data access. And, um, yeah, yeah, the website? Moonwater.com. F-O-U-M. We'll make sure we got that. Yeah. We're, we're at the turn. Uh, it's about the time of the Thank you turn, so much. Turn, turn over to our NBC affiliates. Yeah. Uh, they have the news and they'll cut us off anyway. <laughs> we don't want to, you know, so we want to thank you very much thank for you. coming on. And uh, to our listeners, the one thing we tell you every week, if you like green, you better be keeping good with water. So you have a good week. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll be back in the studio. So have a good one. And Brian, thank you very much for popping in and, and doing it. You should do this more often. It's, it's a pleasure. I, I, I even did my hair and makeup for today's <laughs> event. So, Rob, thanks for having me, but I look forward to have a good time. Great. Thanks a lot. Good night, everybody. Have a good weekend. President Biden says border walls don't work, just as he approves to build more border wall in southern Texas. He said his hands were tied. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than